Forward Podcast. Yeah. What is that? It sounds like angry mosquitoes. What is that? What? Feeling edgy this morning, man. Are you? Racing had a tough go in LA last week, and New City managed a draw against Charleston. And today, if you're listening to this, the day we release it, it's Dirty River Derby Day. <laughs> Feeling angry? Hey, Rob, get us in the mood here. Come on. strong and agile <laughs> to be able to strangle air he has other things say something oh. Oh, oh. what everybody's singing <laughs> yeah man this should wake you up hopefully not driving <laughs> hopefully not driving and listening to this just picked up 10 miles an hour. We're going to put Rob away before somebody gets hurt. All right, man. There you go. Thank you, Rob. Anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast, podcast that is dedicated to professional soccer here in Louisville. That will be Louisville City FC and Racing Louisville, as well as our men's and women's national teams and any other topic we choose to opine on. On This is, if you're listening to this when we release it, it is 426 April 26th, it's Dirty River Derby Day. We rekindle a tremendous rivalry that we used to have with FC Newport. (laughs) Anyway, hope you're doing well, man. Let's just get right into it. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share, share the Dirty River Derby love. (laughs) Yeah, man. For those of you that may have spent some time on the road. Anyway, we're not even going to talk about it. Here we go. Five tings. That's right, folks. Who's ready for the fastest three minutes in NWSL slash USL slash men's and women's teams national coverage? This is the only place in the universe that you're going to get the Sayow Shot Fail special. Number five. And with the first pick. Look, I know this is a soccer show, but I am utterly obsessed with the NFL draft. I have no idea why. <laughs> It's like the greatest reality TV, though, right? Because you see these young men who, who realize their dreams. It's so hard to get to that level. And for reality TV, you could be into that or you could be into, what's that thing, the, the bimbos from Boston or whatever that stuff is. <laughs> no offense to anybody that likes that stuff. Anyway, I love the NFL draft. Giants at 25. Let's see how it goes. Number four, better than nothing. You know what I should have done? I should have lent my guys or our guys my snorkel gear. <laughs> what a mess, huh? It must have been a hell of a storm. But you know what? They slogged through it, got a point on the road against the number one team in the conference, which is Charleston, which is weird to say, but good for them. And you know what? You take the point, get on the bus, you come home, and you start again next week. So we're in great shape, I think. Let's move on. Number three. I guess that's a start. Matt Crocker, the new sporting director for the United States men's national team. That's a very interesting pick. He's outside the box, Southampton. And he's not part of this MLS bubble nepotism thing that we've had going on. And really interested to see what he does with this. We'll definitely talk about that. Number two, the Rose City Roasting. Ouch. Look, you're playing an extremely talented squad whose first place in their building 
and they and they took it to us. And, and you know, it is what it is. Let's see how they bounce back. This is a huge character match this coming week at home. It's supposed to be beautiful weather against the second place team in the league. So we'll talk about it. And then number one, the rivalry renewed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Dirty River Derby Day. <laughs> it's been a while. Man, you know, it brings back a lot of memories. I don't know if it still has the same vibe. I mean, what's it been? Four or five years? Four years at least that we we, we we haven't played in the same league. So, you know, it is what it is. But still, the cities have their rivalries. And it's definitely a David and Goliath thing now. They're first in MLS. We're doing our thing. But, you know, we'll talk about it. Very interesting uh, to see how our guys uh, handle themselves tomorrow night. Or tonight, if you're listening today. Man, but it sure does bring back great memories. Sean Reynolds with the five. <laughs> cool. Anyway, there you have it, folks. It's five things. And hopefully, if we get a win tomorrow, this is what you do. You kick your feet up, grab a drink, you know, throw your elbows out, and you scream like friggin' mad because it is Dirty River Derby. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Five things. All right, let's begin the show with Joey Cecil. All right, man, we're sitting here trying to keep an eye on the uh, U.S. Open scores, the ever-growing score between Minnesota and Detroit. And uh got Joey Cecil. Joey, how are you, sir? Worse than last podcast. Yeah, it's huh? a one-point podcast this week. It is a one-point podcast. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah. but, but we're going to bring 10-point energy. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely on you for the most okay, of that 10-point right, but let's like discuss the zero of the one <laughs> in the one-point podcast. All right, man. Let's do it. Which was Racing's Night in Portland. Right. Uh, yeah. Got a sense this might have been a sort of a strongest lineup, potentially, you know, especially with Elliott center back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just Night went to shit really early. Mm-hmm. Uh, second minute, I believe, Portland scored yeah, off an early quick. turnover. Yeah. Great goal by, you know, Sophia Smith centers the ball. Crystal Dunn dummies it, and Christine Sinclair drives it home from the top of the box. Right. Uh, bit of luck involved. Sinclair's shot does go in off the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Howe was covering after Ellie went down, and mm-hmm. you just wonder where was the rest of the midfield right. covering the top of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Ellie had to be subbed off after that goal. Yeah. And she pulled up trying to track back. Very A little concerned. Um, yeah, you can't have the new, especially the new players going out hurt. Cause, yeah, you know we got to get them into the lineup, get them familiarized and comfortable. You know, it's Kanu went down with with with, with a head, mm-hmm. and now Ellie with what we're assuming is going to be some kind of pull. Yeah, it looked like a hamstring. It, 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 yeah, like she was grabbing the back. It was the back of her left leg, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. hamstring and then, in, hamstring injuries for people that have to run a lot. That's pretty much the worst. <laughs> yeah, they don't it takes a while. For, yeah, and they don't go away quick. That's because you know, problem. Joe Valla and I are the experts on people who run a lot. Well, you know, back and in school when I was running track, because <laughs> I was I was a sprinter in high school. Did, was, was that did did they have like like was that all in black and white? No, or did you all have color. No, we we even we even had uh, uh the track was was a uh, composite of rubber and some other plastic things. So. This was after the days of uh, dirt tracks, <laughs> so don't even. Okay. <laughs> so then we get to the, you know, just just before halftime, Thorns double their advantage. Yeah. Uh, near replica of the first goal, mm-hmm. ball is centered. First Thorns player doesn't play it. Second person drives it home. Yeah. Uh, game could have been more than two zero overall if not for Katie Lund. Right. Yeah. Without you know, a doubt. Mm-hmm. 
Without and it was doubt. just, you know, what, what's interesting is we actually won the possession battle technically, 51 to 49. Yeah. But I, gave up 20 shots. Yeah. And, Six on frame. And and starting with the possession thing, you know, I, I just, I don't care. You know what I mean? There comes a yeah. point where it's just, you know, like, let's go back. I mean, if we talk again, uh, talk a little bit about, just for two seconds, about the Louisville City game against San Antonio. They were more yeah. than willing to let San Antonio have all the possession they wanted. Okay. It, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's almost like a false stat because possession, it's not well, it's not completely false, you know, but yeah. still. It, it, it's not. There, it, there's possession and then there's possession. With purpose. I legal here. There's mm-hmm. possession with intent. Yeah, exactly. With purpose. I mean, you, you know? if somebody's letting you have the ball and you're doing nothing with it, you, what do they care? Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, no, anyway. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But still, giving up twenty shots, not ideal. Six on right. frame. Yeah, you know, I, let's be honest. I didn't expect them to go beat one of the best teams in the league on the road. Right, 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 right. But right. man, this this was rough. This was this was tough. Um, mm-hmm. Fun fact: we still don't have a point off Portland in our history. Right. Not not a win, just not not even a point. Not even a point. Yeah, it's, it's well. Um, it's, I mean, I, it's I, a gold I, standard in the league right there. Mm-hmm. One of them. Yep, one of two. Or three, I guess. I mean, depending on how yeah. you look. But yeah, I mean, you know, Portland just, and OL are, are really the two best teams, and I guess yeah. L, Angel City will be up there too. So, to me, those and are the then, three you know, best. Third straight game, two goals given up. Mm-hmm. Time to maybe look at something. <sighs> All right. Well, let's start you with know. this. How 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 good is that lineup that they have? Portland's lineup is what? ridiculous. Oh yeah. No no no. You of know, course. It, it, of mm-hmm. course. Such a ton of talent. And and it's it's it, they they played. I thought they didn't play super well the first half. Yeah. But they but it was it, they played they played they played good. I don't want to say they played poorly. They certainly didn't play poorly. But it wasn't like a, a tremendous display. It's just talent wise. They're just where's their weakness? <laughs> Come on. Well, it's just even if you're not on top of your game, right. When you have the opportunities they had, yep, yep. You, you don't pass those up. Right, right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it was just also, you know, if this game's at, at Lynn, it might not have finished 2 nothing. Right. It might have been a one nothing or something else, but they're mm-hmm. playing at their home park. Right. You know? Yep. I just, I just wonder, like, just, you know, we, we got two points from giving up two goals in previous games. This one, we don't score any to compensate. Mm-hmm. You know? Are we starting to look at something maybe a little bit different? Because well, the back lines we've been running out have not been getting the job done. Well, and that's yeah, and that's the you, we're, we keep talking about the same thing. Is that the back line? And now, look, this we is knew the number. In, it was still going to be the Achilles' heel, right? And and the, arguably a championship team that we're playing against, a championship quality team in their house. So mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep that in mind a little bit. Oh, of course, right, of right. course. So, but I'm looking at the whole picture, right, though. Right. And and Joe, I'm going back to a couple of other things that, I, you know, our star players. We're, we're, we're basically invisible in this one. Okay. You know, yeah. and, you Can't know, you know, so it's, it's just to me, it's the way I looked at this was their talent level was so superior. It kind of woke up thing. It woke me up a little bit saying, you know, because they, you know, there's, you know, three points, three games, things are going pretty well. And then you get, you get this, and this is probably going to be, if they are the number one team in the league, this is the toughest outing they're going to have. You're playing the best team in the league in their house, right? Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe we look at that from from that perspective and say, okay, 
We were we were dominated by the best team in the league in their building. Now, what do you do to make it better? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, like I said, well. these things are legitimate. Um, and the only person that I thought really stood out, like you would just talk about, was Lund. Because, wow. Yeah. Wow. Tremendous. Yeah. That, that um, double save thing that she had was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. It's like I go, I go back to something you kind of just said. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this was the best team in the league. Right. Um, I go back to the old Mike Tyson quote. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right, right, right. Well, this is that punch in the face. Yeah, this was this was a what good wake-up What are you going to do about it? Right. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. I think it's time for someone on this team to step up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm begging somebody. You know, last game, Savannah DeMello, fantastic game. Mm-hmm. This game, not mm-hmm. we're not picking on her specifically. No, 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 no. Nothing close to last game. Thoroughly outplayed, you know? man. So you know? it's time. You know, it's just you've just been punched in the mouth. Right. Punched in the face. What are you going to do about it? I totally agree with that. And that's that's that to me is what this game coming up is is a real character test because you've got another real good team coming into our building. What's the response going to be? And and in the, when I say the response, it's not so much the score. Obviously, we want to win or get a point out of this. But what's the response as far as quality is concerned? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. want you want to show even if it's even if it's something where you end up drawing, you still want to show a ton of quality against a really good team to sort of get you back up on your feet. Yeah. That's what this match is to me. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna say the name again. If it's not DeMello and it's not Jess, who is it? Sorry, I, you know who, who's no, and who's going to be who's going to be wrong. the player that picks this team up. Like I kind of feel like we felt Nadia would do that last year, right? That yeah. would be the person you would you would just expect to pick you up, and get you going. Okay, who's it going to be on this team? Who's going to be that player? And um, I, it's I, you would you would think Demello, right? I, I mean, yeah. you know, so we'll see how she plays. And but once again, I mean, no, we, but you're, you're also you're also asking again a second year player. Right, exactly. <laughs> to step up into that that spotlight, right? You know? and, right, and it's like I said, but, and, and that's not saying she can't in right, any way, right. shape, or form. She mm-hmm. most definitely can. Right, right. But right. you know, somebody. I don't care who it is. Right, right. Somebody. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, and you know, I don't think that somebody could be, could not be mm-hmm. a player that Racing announced today. They yep. acquired. Yep. Uh, midfielder from Washington, Jordan Baggett. Yep. Uh, we gave up our 2024 second round pick and 2025 third round pick. Yeah, man. For the former number three mm-hmm. overall pick yep. out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really get a good grasp on where she actually plays. Right. Um, Wikipedia just says midfielder. Foot Mob says right winger. Um, the article Racing Louisville sent out just said midfielder. Right. So, yeah. Well, it's to me, it's a depth. It's definitely a depth um, uh, acquisition, Joey. Okay. We've talked about this a bunch of times because we don't know what's going to happen to the squad. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure every team in this league doesn't know what's going to happen in a few months when, when the World Cup kicks. So, sure. Sure, sure, you know, sure. this is definitely a depth signing. The other thing is, does this put Ellie, if she's okay, put her back consistently as a defender and adds another midfielder, a natural midfielder? With pace, my understanding is that this is a faster player that we could use. We could use some speed in the midfield, and sure. you know maybe this is this is uh, 
you know, this is what that is. But it definitely adds depth and a quality player. You know, you know, not a superstar, but still, it makes the roster better. And you're giving up a second and third round pick in the NWSL draft. I, I'm that's not if this if 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 Baggett is a is a solid, consistent player that adds value to this squad over the next couple of years. That is definitely worth a second and third round pick, as far as I'm okay. concerned. Yeah, I agree with that. You know. But we'll see. I, you know, this is a good character test coming up this week. Really is. This is going to be. You and know, this. Speaking of that, you get now sec- the now second place. You had right. the league leaders, I believe, exactly. last game. Right now, you get second place. Ol Rain exactly. coming to Lynn. Absolutely, they're coming on. They're, they're coming to town on the heels of a three-game winning streak yep. too. Yep. So, yay. Yeah, man. And this is look. <laughs> You know, this is what it is. You, you got to play the good teams to get. You know, but it, you got to play everybody. I mean, that's what. That's what. Yeah, there's so few teams in this league. You can't duck. Just you know, hope to only play the league leaders once or twice. Right. You're gonna get them. Yeah. And if you if you if we think this is a team that can fight for a potential playoff spot this year, mm-hmm. that's who you'd be getting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So that's all I got on racing, yeah, Joe. Unless was, you got anything else, you know, let's no, make it a, it's a forgettable game. It's exactly. It's generally a forgettable game where very disconnected, just couldn't get just couldn't get the wheels on the ground and get the car going. It just, you know, it is what it is. Move on. Home game. Beautiful weather. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees, so should have a pretty good crowd this weekend. Let's hope. Yeah, man. So uh, we move on to Louisville City, who, by the way, before the game, you pointed this out. Apparently, Foot Mob had a few drinks. Um, <laughs> had Paulo Del Piccolo making his career first appearance in goal. Really? <laughs> Oliver Simla was in the right midfield position. Yeah, so. right. And Danny, first, I love you, but, but uh, right, can have you, imagine? you been drinking too? <laughs> well, first it was Piccolo. Uh, they didn't even have the Del part. It was just Piccolo. And then they added Del Piccolo. So somebody somebody was doing something. I got, Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Well, and then, then you know, we, we, we try to start the game, and there's a, d- a delay due to drainage. Yeah. Which, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you want to talk about the field before we even – wow. It must have been ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, mean, to see that much water kicking up before a game after you started late, and I don't know what they do uh, to help drain it. I don't – obviously, the, the drainage system isn't mature as what we have in our stadium. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, just that's imagine what I had. I go mm-hmm. after a game like this. You really appreciate Lynn and all of the money they put into Hear it. For stuff like this. Oh my gosh! I mean, you have to. Because I'm imagining like 40, 10 year olds running around with squeegees trying to get the water off the pitch. Uh, that, 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 that was Slugger when, when we used the squeegees. We used to... <laughs> yeah. man, that was Slugger. Holy I remember that. moly! What a mess! It was a yeah. mess. Uh, but and you're just like this is a team that plays in Charleston. You right. would think. Weather's not out of the realm of the ordinary mm-hmm. in the southeast. Right, right. right. So maybe a better drainage system? <laughs> Something. Yeah. I don't Who know. Knows? Who knows? That was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, and that kind of gave the game this kind of odd feel that it just kind of kept the whole time. Yeah. You yeah. know, the first half, literally, you watch the first half on the highlights. Mm-hmm. They just got a couple small things, and then this is right into halftime. Yeah, you know, yeah. first half, not much to report. A lot of battling for possession, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was partially due to the field and whatever else you want to throw in. Like, it was just, it was a very ugly game in the first half. Yes, it was, and it was so yeah. weird because, like Louisville City, they, they had maybe three attacks in the first half that were pretty good, mm-hmm. and they came out of nowhere. 
so it, it was just it was just so weird. I, I have to assume the, the the pitch had something to do with it. So oh, of course, you know. I mean, I know they both play on the same pitch. Blah blah blah. We'll get into Pyramid in a second, but um, you know, it, it it just never felt like it never felt comfortable. Is that the word I'm looking for? It never felt like a soccer match. To right. Me. I don't know what it was. It, it just it was no. A, it was a fight. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Um, this was a fight. Uh, we'll get to a little more play, on that in a second. Play Marco Polo. <laughs> it was kind of close. Yeah. Really. Um, early in the second half, man, mm. Ollie came way out of his box. That's cool. <laughs> to try and clear an attempt, <laughs> he got lucky that wasn't a goal, dude. I don't even. I don't even want to hear about. Well, you know, German keepers. I saw a couple people saying no. No, <laughs> no. I appreciate. I appreciate his aggressiveness on right. balls really close to the box. Right, right, right. That dude was halfway to midfield. That was insane. <laughs> that made Manuel Neuer go, huh? Right, right. Good one. Yeah. Oh the, my the prime gosh. sweeper keeper. He even went, ah. That I don't think I'm doing that one. Crazy. Um, man. And then a little bit after that, Charleston rocks the crossbar yep. in the 67th. Ollie mm-hmm. was beaten. Yeah. You know? That was a hell of a shot. And too. then. And then after that, Charleston's Williams just shanked a 1v1 with the flag staying down. Yep, yep. That was just a pure and utter shank. He struggled. And he's he's their best player, I think. And if you, if the guy that you're relying on is, isn't scoring goals, and he, and he had a yellow really early in the match as well. So, you know, if that's happening, well, then you know it's just sort of a weird deal. Speaking of him, mm-hmm. uh, they went down to 10 men in the 89th when he got his second yes, yellow. Yes, he did. Uh, too late though. It was really too late though to change the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think both teams were. I hate to use the joke. They were really waterlogged at that point. Right. They you just, know, it just it was. Um, I, it, it's a rather forgettable event for me. It was, and for a game that was one v two in the East. Right. 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 It's right. early in the season though. Right. But you I. Know, for mm-hmm. me, for me, this game, this game was, this game was a fight. Right. It was right. very chippy. This was a battle. Yeah, it was, this was it, not a soccer match. No, it, 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 and, and and look, I mean, when you're when you're watching guys in the beginning of the match running, and water is bouncing, and not moving right, and water is bouncing moving. up halfway to halfway <laughs> their half up their leg. What are you going to do? I, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, it, 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 to say that the pitch shouldn't have an impact. Hopefully, you know, nobody's saying that. I mean, obviously, it did. So. Um, it, it, I just—it was almost the same as racing, only from a little bit, of, a little bit different in the sense that Louisville had maybe five coordinated attacks that were really well executed. They just couldn't complete or finish them, mm. and that's about it. You know, and they played yeah. defense pretty well, except for there was that stretch in the second half where they broke down. Okay, where where uh, Charleston really got the momentum, and uh, but other than that, I, I you know I wasn't like I wasn't upset. Were you upset at the end of that? No. I wasn't. No, no. It just, mm-hmm. it just was a, just one of those. Oh, okay. You know, like you said, it's a forgettable right. match. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. There is one thing that, uh, the, the, if the, my biggest takeaway from this, Charleston needs to take every single penny they possibly have, wherever it is. I don't care if it's in your kid's piggy bank or whatever, and they need to find a way to pay. Pierman as much money as they possibly can because yeah. that is a well-organized yeah. team. Yeah, I've got that note as well. Right, you know? and very they, well-organized, oh, so you know, 
And and I want to tell you this. I, I I if he if if heaven forbid if Cruz ever found someplace else, I wouldn't I'd knock on that guy's door the next day. Okay. I really would. What a tremendous what a tremendous turnaround and what a well organized and disciplined team. That look talent wise, I, they probably mid pack in the in the league. There's nobody on that squad that makes you go, ah, we better worry about that player. No one. Yeah. No, of course. No, yeah, but yeah. really, really impressed with, with him. He, I, like, if there was a man of the match, it should have been him. <laughs> okay. You know, I really, I was very, very impressed with them. Well, and and as, far as, as far as, as far as the organization, and they exploited what they could, when they could, how they could, with a, with a pretty serious talent deficit. So... You know, because this is not talent-wise. If we're just if we're just playing skills games, uh, please come on, come on. It's no contest. They don't have an own beyond that team. They don't have a Perez on that team. They don't have a Joshua Winder who you know the defense. Winder, he, see, that's the other thing too. Except for that weird little stretch in, in the second half, Winder and Tosh again. Come on, <laughs> great Let's stuff. Enjoy man. it while it lasts. Exactly. And also, I got to mention this: you're talking about Charleston and mm-hmm. and uh, and their manager and all that, right? It's better for USL too when when Charleston is good. Right, right, right. You know, sure. independent teams like Charleston, love long-standing that. teams. Absolutely love that. It's better for the league. Yep. Um, some other positives that did come from the match. You know, you've got Wes Sharpie yep. season debut. Yes, it's good to have uh, him back. We need to get him up and up and running, especially when with Josh exiting at some point. Yes, sir. Um, you know, ground was neither gain nor lost. Yeah. You know. Held, held position. No one was hurt. On, it's a point on the road, and we got out of there healthy. Against no one the, got hurt in right. that. By the way, I got the perfect definition for what this match was. With mm-hmm. Everything that went on with the pitch and the play. Right. This was trench warfare. Right. This Absolutely. was a trench warfare game. You know, and that's, that's one of those um, games that since they're one of the top teams in the league, you cross that one off and you know that you're not, you're not going to get um, the number one team more than one more time. And one thing I want to mention really quick, Joe, is when you look at the when you look at the uh, the standings right now, and you see the teams that are on the top, minus ourselves, because you know people expect in Birmingham too, they're up there. But you see Loudon, you see Charleston, yeah. right? I mean, and look when you look at the bottom of the standings, you're seeing Miami, well not so much, but Detroit, Memphis, Tampa Bay, and Indy. Those are the four teams that are out of the playoffs right now. That's pretty surprising. I mean, even knowing that we knew Tampa Bay and Detroit was going to struggle a little bit this year. It's pretty surprising to see those four teams at the bottom of the standings when you consider we have Charleston and Loudon in this league. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Well, you know, there's also, that's that's how that's why you appreciate even more and more mm-hmm. the staff and administration Louisville City has. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That, you know, you don't have these concerns. Granted, there was a little mini stretch at the beginning of the season where the sky was falling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's already been ironed out, and you're still in second place after going yeah. eight, negative eight across two games. Exactly, exactly. So everything's fine. And speaking of that, and then managing all that, you know, you know, Danny had to have an eye with the roster on Saturday's game with an eye for Wednesday. The, the Dirty River Derby. Oh man! Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I get it's. I go back to the game last year with Nashville. Mm-hmm. What are they throwing out? Yeah, it's, uh, that's know? the biggest question to me. I agree, one hundred percent. Who are you putting out there? You know, and I, I would, I, I, I would feel a ton better if this was a Lynn Family Stadium matchup. Mm-hmm. But you know, oh, 
I I hate these games against these MLS teams. Yeah, man. I, and I'm, it's mm-hmm. the it's what it's the one of the few games each year you'd be like, this is the one time I don't feel like we have the on paper advantage going into this. Oh yeah, and, and Cincinnati's having a hell of a year. My, my understanding is that they're yeah. third in first place. Yeah. Now that may be more of an incentive for them to rest their their top players. Of course. Um. So we'll if they if they don't start their top players. Then we have to consider, like, do you throw Ownby out there? Do you throw, you know, do you throw your top six or seven players out there? You know, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know what Danny's mindset is, but it's a it's really important good. event for the players because this is they like to showcase themselves, and, and you can't blame them. You know? Oh no, of course not. Right. But in terms of Danny, you also have to have an eye to we're on the road again this Saturday going to Memphis. Memphis, exactly. Which exactly. Last year was just a shit show. Yeah, it was. It was a bad deal. So, it's it's a tough stretch going on right now. Road trip, three straight at least. Right, right, right. And then and it doesn't get any easier any of the games. Right, and I, he's got to consider like, well, Memphis is playing tomorrow too, uh, on the road in Atlanta. So they've got their own problems, and they they really have their own problems because they're struggling this year. So mm-hmm. what do they do? You know, um, it, it's an interesting if it, question. If it, if it comes if it comes down to us playing on the road in Memphis with our B plus B lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll take that. I'll take that against Memphis's same against Memphis's BB plus. Right. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's why my wallet. Yeah. I'll go to the ATM and get more. That's why I'm thinking that the, I, I really think Danny's going to put his best squad out Wednesday. I agree. And, I would expect him to as well. Right. And then guys like Serrano Gonzalez, who've, who've, who've missed some time. Maybe he lets them rest. And gives them, uh, you know, the lion's share. Sixty, give them sixty minutes Saturday. Right, exactly. You know, carry me to sixty seventy five, and then get us, and then get us out of this stretch. No matter what happens, we're still well in touch, of first place. No matter what happens after next weekend, and we yeah. take the season from there. But you know, I, 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 I do miss the rivalry with Cincinnati. But it just even Joe, we talked about this. I think it was last week. It was like I just I didn't feel it. I still don't. Okay. You know, I, okay. I just don't yeah. have that same because it's you been so many years now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'll give you that. You know, I, I you know what I feel when I when, about tomorrow night right now, or I should say just Wednesday night, depending mm-hmm. on when we right. publish this, is I see it more as we're going against an MLS team. Right. Exactly. I don't see it as the rivalry. Game. Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. Like that's yeah. what I see. I go. This is the MLS game we right. get in the open cup. Right. Right. And. It and, just happens to be Cincinnati. Right. And if if you're somebody from watching this from a distance, you're seeing our guys who are, are, are at least playing better, and then Cincinnati who sort of stumbled the last game or so from what I understand. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I, I just want when – when we play MLS teams, all I want them to do is look like a quality squad. That's all I and, want. And, and in their history, that's always been the case. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, if they do that, I'm good. You know, and whatever the score is is what the score is. Look, you know, we're talking about yeah. Division One against Division Two, with with a pretty big financial, you know, difference between the two squads. So, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the U.S. Open stuff right now, and I'm looking. You know, St. Louis is up three nothing on Union. Uh, New England yeah. is yeah. up the two one on Hartford. Uh, you know, Detroit was was up one nothing, and they gave up three in like ten minutes. And, and it is what it is, man. Well, and that's when we go back to kind of small discussion we had before we, we started recording, which is, you know, how many of these MLS teams throw out their B lineup to start right. and then go 60-minute exactly. mark, that's all enough. right, 
Time to quit fucking around. Exactly. Exactly. And throw on the three or four starters like Nashville did last year. Exactly. And the game goes bye bye. Right. Right. I mean, you, you know, know, Nashville last year throw on a guy that was starting for the national team. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, we're a Division yeah. two squad. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I will say this though, in terms of it being Cincinnati, right. This year, a loss to the MLS team would hurt just that little bit. Sure. More. Of course. Of course. Of course. You know. Right. Right. But we'll um, we'll see what happens, yeah. man. These guys well, speaking. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said these guys have always stepped up in the biggest moments that really mattered. You know, I you know it's very you could count the times on one hand where they didn't come up and and fight their ass off in a game that had serious implications, as opposed to all the other times where they did. So, oh, yeah. you know, I think they're going to be really ready for. It. I think they're going to have a good thing chance. I'm never, the thing I'm never going to say is mm-hmm. I don't pick my side going into a game. Right, 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 right. You know, right. I'm never going to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to take Louisville City. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So, so speaking of Cincy, yeah. uh, something you brought up is, you know, ML, there's an MLS weekly attendance tracker. Yep. And where would Louisville City factor into that? Right, 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 right. Yeah, man, I've got the I've got the numbers in front of me, like we were just talking about. And when you start considering um we would expand the stadium. Let's say by some magical whatever, whatever, uh, the soccer gods wave their wand over this over us and say, Louisville now has a division one team. Okay. You would you would have to assume first of all that they would expand the stadium, right? Because right now the attendance is about I want to say with the standing room, it's like fifteen, isn't it? Something like that roughly. So- no, 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 no. No, incorrect. Okay, okay. Current capacity at Lynn officially listed mm-hmm. is 11.7. Right, 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 right. It can be expanded to 15.304 mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay, and when they say expanded, does that mean when you build the stadium out? Or just well, it's, for, for when like I a... was on my, When I was on my uh, season ticket holder founding member tour of the stadium mm-hmm. before it officially opened. Right, right, right. Uh, the magnificent Evan Floyd right. was the tour guide who said right. I remember, yeah. the plan would be to pop off those roof uh, mechanisms okay. and add in seats above what is currently there. And I heard, Joey, I also heard that if they were to do that, um, and this was from one of the guys in the, in the front office, that they would get rid of that back bar and make it a bowl. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. the number would have to be some clear, somewhere between 15 and 20. If they were to do something like that. And if you're looking at these numbers of teams that are that are playing at home, I mean, I'm seeing a bunch of 15 and 16,000s and 18,000s going all the way up to like, going up to NYCFC who drew 20,000 last week. Now, yeah. did they, I'm not even going to get into the, the sold tickets versus whatever. Let's say they were able sure. to expand to 18, 20,000. Louisville City would easily draw as well as more than a third of these teams. So this argument about this argument about not having enough people coming to games when they're when these teams have been around, we're talking about the LA Galaxy, okay, who's been around for 20 something years, only selling 17, 18,000 tickets. And I know they're not doing well. New England Revolution has been there forever. 19,000 you're going to tell me that Louisville City couldn't sell that many if they were in MLS? Of course they could. You know, so I'm, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to make an argument for the people who want to see this team. Even though I'm fine, I mean, we don't have to go anywhere. 
But to be fair, saying that the team wouldn't draw that much is it that's a not really a valid argument. I don't No. It's not. No, it's not. You're also I also put it this way, that's very disrespectful to the fans. Yeah, totally. You know? It's a slap in the face to all of us. Right. Uh, who have supported the team since day one. Absolutely. You know? Um I you know, looking at some numbers based off those around us. Right. In terms of like population yep. and geography, mm-hmm. we would need a capacity somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five range. Right, that's kind of the ballpark for the Nashvilles, the Cincy's, the Columbuses, yep. the Sporting KC's. Right, you know they're not building fifty thousand people stadiums. No, and they never will. But I think you know there'd have to be some serious renovation. Sure. Oh, there's no um, doubt. Oh, there's no doubt. You know, and but, but you know I, I I don't see a reason why. Uh, a Louisville City in the MLS would not be a top ten attendance team, right? And, and that's that's the just, easily right. And that's like I said. We're, to be fair, I like to talk about things from like like I said. If we never had that, I'm fine. I have no interest in being oh, in MLS. But, of course. But proper discussions, as far as I'm concerned, is that you sit there and you take the point, the position of the other side, and make an argument for them. And that's what I'm doing right now. I think it's it. You know, yeah. it. There's no reason. If they're saying that attendance is the reason, now if they want to talk about population, no, no. you know, you know, I, I don't attendance see that's is not the attendance. Attendance was the reason Cincinnati got bumped up. Right, exactly. Let's let, let's be plain and open sure, on that. Sure, absolutely. Because uh, track record was not certainly not. You could. That's a team whose trophy case was all supporter based. It's it's, it's empty. It's still empty. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about like supporter shit. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Like most sure, sure, that's sure, sure. it. Right, right. That's it. Absolutely. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so. No, no, no. And if it was based on just performance and fans coming, Louisville City would have been one of the first teams brought into totally. MLS from the US. Totally. And I, and I said but, that. And I said that, Joey. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Go if ahead, go if ahead. they had started that franchise two years or three years before, Louisville City would be in MLS. I really believe that. But I want nothing to do with that. Right. Going right. to MLS is is what I wish on my darkest enemy. Sure. Which is why me too. FC Cincinnati is there. Me too. But that's you know? like I said. I really like to talk about things from from the ant from from the con perspective as I look at it to, to make an argument, so that way we're being fair, and it helps strengthen your position too. You know, when you start talking about the reasons not, it, you know, it, the best well, way to, also, to best way to justify your position is to look at the other side and justify theirs so you can strengthen yours. That's how I look at it. Well, and also, also Joe, something as an implant to the to the Louisville area. Yes, sir. I don't know if you ever picked up on this. There's always that inferiority complex yeah. with Louisville sports concerning pro sports. Sure, 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 it's sure, sure. It's always there. Right, 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 right. You know, right. like that—that's that, yeah, what they always yearn for—is to yep. have some kind of pro team. Yep. And that's what they always look towards, and they don't. Sometimes Louisville doesn't appreciate what it has. Well, maybe we'll get an XFL team. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> or a pro lacrosse team, which would actually be pretty cool. Huh? Actually, you know, I don't hate that idea. Right. Well, there, but, supposedly uh, there's a there's a, a, so one of the the pro lacrosse league is going to have their all star game in Louisville. Did you see nice. that? Yeah, in July, I, I believe it is. It's going to be at the uh, it's going to be at uh, li- the Louisville Stadium, Lynn, the soccer stadium oh, over the there. Soccer stadium, Little Lynn. Right. That's what we call it, Little right. Lynn. So that's okay. that's kind of cool. Bad. But, but uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So any other notes on Louisville City? No, nah, man. I just let's move on. Let's get let's get some points so, this weekend. So, so hey, Joe, guess mm-hmm. what? What's that? Ready? We still don't have a United States men's national team coach, but but we might be a step closer. <laughs> yeah, uh, a step. USS, we might be a step closer. Mm-hmm. 
USSF officials said a sporting director would be in place before their next coach is hired. Wow, man. And apparently smoke is pouring out of USSF headquarters, similar to the <laughs> Sistine Chapel. Yeah, right. Uh, Southampton director of football operations, Matt Crocker, mm-hmm. uh, is set to be tabbed as the next sporting director. Yes, sir. Of the U.S. Soccer Federation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of, you know, this was a, a position not many people have been discussing. Right. As filling since Ernie mm-hmm. Stewart left. Yes. Uh, Crocker ticks a lot of boxes, according yes. to what USSF, uh, I, that's a lot of letters to say that sound similar. I'm just going to say U.S. Soccer. <laughs> there you go. U.S. Soccer wanted from a candidate, having right. worked in youth development mm-hmm. at Southampton, as well as aiding and building their women's team. Mm-hmm. Held his current post at Southampton since February of 2020. Mm-hmm. It was announced last December he would be leaving the club right. at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, among his tasks was overseeing the club's overarching philosophy as it related to on-field matters, including their strategy and culture. Right. He even was responsible for creating a catalog of training sessions to be used at the academy academy level, excuse me, dubbed the SFC playbook to right. provide a common approach as players moved through the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prior to his current position with Southampton, he spent seven years with the English FA, yep. where he was the head of development. Yep. Uh, while at Southampton from 26 to 2013, uh, previous stint, he managed the club's academy during his time there. You may have heard of these guys who passed through, such as nobody's like Gareth Bale, right. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Luke Shaw, James Ward-Prowse, mm-hmm. just a bunch of nothings. <laughs> yeah, so, right. um, you know, I'd say this, it's hard to find someone that's got a great mix of experience among those big three, youth, Absolutely. men, and women. Absolutely. He this touched, guy seems to check a lot of those boxes. Absolutely. That's the first, the first thing that stuck out to me, actually, to be honest with you, was the youth connection. Because... Yeah. Um, you know, it's so important here in the United States to to make sure that our youth thing is 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 more cohesive, because mm-hmm. we have to contend with with other countries for players, you know. And and hopefully, if we continue to make that better, you know, we continue to you know, like we continue like the Jonathan Gomez's will play here, you know, as opposed to playing in Mexico. You need, you know, we need somebody that's going to be help continue to push that along. And the well, it's sec- also a great time to get someone who's really got a developmental focus as we're about to host this World Cup, and you may have yes, a generation sir. of young kids. Excellent point. Yep. Who are now looking towards this. Right. But, Joe, you know the biggest box he ticks for me? Probably ticks for you, too. This is the biggest box. Non-American. Non-American and has no connection to MLS whatsoever. Or Jersey. Or Well, there you go. Or Jersey. And the thing is, maybe that's a signal. Maybe that's a signal they're about to sort of change direction here and okay. stop with this connection to, to the MLS and the nepotism and all that stuff. To me, that was the biggest, other than the youth thing, the biggest thing is that this is a person that has nothing to do with the MLS tree. And to me, that might be a signal. I hope it is because we I'm really need to get to better see- at this. I'm going to wait to see who the coach is. That's, that's the true pairing. Well, he that, has. That, that is the flag of change. He's got connections to Jesse Marsh. Yeah. So, so I mean, I would be mad. Would you? I wouldn't. You know? Um, it would feel it would feel just a little bit of an improvement over Burhalter. <sighs> you know? But, you know, at least Marsh has seen everything now. And sure. he's still so, young enough. He's still young enough. We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about Arena 3.0. You know what I mean? He's okay. he's he's young enough. 
Um, he's not look. He's been thrown into a couple pretty difficult situations, and he's had a little bit of success. It's not like he didn't have any success at all. You know, uh, it's not like when Bradley was over at Swansea. I mean, just you know, yeah. there was other things that. Well, they set him up for failure. Right, there. exactly. Exactly. How do you not even give a guy a transfer window? Right, exactly. And that's and, and well, that's we could I was, digress. On, we could digress on that. Sure, but it sounds, I just mean this. You know what I mean is this: is that you? It's you know you could take a small step. I don't mean the hiring a sporting director is not a small step. Let me put it that way. Right. The real flag of change, this real change signal for me, will be the next head coach having no ties whatsoever. Right. To MLS. Right. Right. Putting right. in a sporting director is like someone trying to diet, saying, "You know what? I'm not going to drink regular sodas anymore." <laughs> right. And then shoveling cake into your mouth right. because the coach is still an MLS. Tied person, right? They're the ones still making decisions on the on the field day to day stuff, right? And I think Does that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, makes one hundred percent sense. Yeah. And and I think even though Marsh was with Red Bull and, and all that stuff, you want to talk about a guy? He is uh, not talk, an MLS person, right? Hey, this is no. a guy. You want to talk about a guy that checks boxes? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Come on, I, I you know Actually, checks you know, all. I got the I got the perfect allegory mm-hmm. for this whole sporting director, but then they go coach different direction. Mm-hmm. That's like the USL and NWSL supporting. Racial equality with warm up, warm up shirts <laughs> yeah, and right. statements before games. Yeah, but it, yeah, I, I, I just want to see. I want to see. <laughs> I, right, I, I still, I'm still bitter about all that nonsense. I hear you. I pal. just have to throw that out there whenever I can. No, I hear you. Yes, Marsh, Marsh would be different. It would be. You want? He would be the person. the The only the only coach that we'd ever had that's that has coached a, a, a one team in a major uh, league outside of the United States. Because Bradley came in, you know, Bradley went to Swansea after that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, right. After. Yep. And um, and well, I, and he's I, well respected. I, 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 I'm it's, not going to say major, but didn't he also take Red Bull Salzburg over in right, Austria? Right, right. He's been he's he's coached at multiple levels. You know, yeah. he knows how it works, and and I I would I would not be I would be surprised if it was Burhalter over him. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. that would be. St- Stunning. <laughs> well, but then you also question, like, does Marsh want it? Right. Well, I, you know, yeah, because uh, that's a commitment. Yeah, man. You yeah, know? but, but you so, know, the way things fell apart at Leeds, I, yeah, and that's really not on him either. They're, they, you know, it's not like Leeds is lo- stocked with talent. I mean, there's a reason they're fighting for re- trying to stay out of relegation. Joe, that's probably not a good thing to mention considering they have three Americans on the roster. I know, I know, I know. That's probably probably not the smartest thing to mention. Well, it is what it is, man. Uh (laughs) So, um, anything else to cover on U.S. soccer? I mean, there's a lot to cover. There's a lot, but... Anything else to cover on the new sporting director? No, sir. I I wish him the best. I I just, I love that it's it's somebody outside the box. It's every listener's favorite time now. Here we go. No, yeah, yeah, I'm Joe Vala's trivia category of the week. Suck so bad on this. You one. had a chance to study. I told dude, you to meet you the U.S. Dude, I'm, try, I'm trying to find a job. <laughs> so that means you have ample downtime. To study. I have ample ample time to be looking for a gig. <laughs> but go ahead, man. Let's and, see what I and, got. And, and and while you're still doing that, you have time to study. Yeah, man. Well, so here I we didn't. go. I'm going to shit the bed, but I'm good. Uh. Quick funny story about that. Not not, not about actually shitting the bed. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, what's funny about shitting the bed? So I'm 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 going I'm going on a a speaking trip uh, tomorrow through Friday, and right. I, it's been so long since we did them pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I asked the the organization I'm representing, "Was well, that a dress code?" 
And so I couldn't remember. I couldn't find my training materials. And the woman responds back with, yeah, just, you know, no shorts. Make sure you wear jeans or slacks. And uh, and I know I'm surprised. I guess she did this on her cell phones. There's no autocorrect. She goes or ch- spell check. She goes, you know, no, jeans or slacks and a nice shit. What? She meant shirt, a nice shirt, <laughs> but she typed nice shit. Ah, and I was like, ah, I don't know how to pack that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was saying, so here we go. All right, man. Trivia, U.S. Women's National Team. Question Good. number one. Christine Lilly holds what international record after her career with the U.S. Women's National Team? Most wins. Incorrect. No. Incorrect. I thought that she was on the squad that had, I mean, I thought that she had the most wins. Wow. Okay. I, I thought I, I thought I actually thought I was right about that. Which what is it? Most capped player in international okay. history. Yeah. I was kind of, all right. All right. Yeah. Three three hundred and fifty four. Well, dude. I, I you know what? I bet if you find out how many how many winning games she had, I think you're probably it's probably the same thing. Hey, Joe. Since you sit, you just admitted to having ample downtime. <laughs> That sounds like your research staff to do. Uh, there you go. That's yeah. Number two. Mm-hmm. Who is the active leading scorer for the women? Active. Wamba. Uh. No, it wouldn't be her. It's not Rapino. It's uh. Just, just don't overthink it. Oh, I, I hear. I hear a clock. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did I overthink it? Which? Who, who should I say? Uh, Alex, 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 Alex Morgan. Yeah, Alex Morgan. Duh. 120. Mm-hmm. Damn, she had that many? All right. Or or for two? Yeah, man. I'm not going to get any of these right. I'm good. Who has recorded the most assist in team history? Let me think about that. Now, it's not somebody new. I got to think about it. It is not that. a current player. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Wait. And that's, and that's not Rapino either. And that's, it's not, that's not a current player. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's either. It's not. It's an either. Player see, I can. Lily would be half before. the answers for this. No. It, oh crap! What? Mia Hamm. Correct. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Mia Hamm had. Hold on, let me check my notes here. One hundred and forty-seven. Jesus, that's yeah, a good lot. Good luck, Landon. Landon only had. Landon may have had double what second and third had, but she has him tripled. Right, 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 um, right. So we got that. Mm. Jill, Jill Ellis holds what distinction? In U.S. Women's Jill National Team history. Ellis. Jeez Louise, now you're going. No idea. No idea whatsoever. The winningest manager. See, 106. I would have never thought that. I would see. I would, uh... Okay. All right. There you go. Right. Before we get to your pop quiz, mm-hmm. question in the middle as always. Who is the current captain of the U.S. Women's National Team. The current captain? Yes. She plays central defense. That's another question I have no idea. I wouldn't even... That would be Miss Becky Sau- Sauerbrunn. She's a captain? Yes. Damn. And has been for a number of years now. No, I thought... Well, anyway, there you go. Anyway. Uh, your pop quiz in the middle? Mm-hmm. Non-U.S. Women's National Team related? What is Nadia Nadim's number? Nah, like I said, Joey, we talked about this. I don't, I don't, re- I can't remember anybody's number in their name. It's a thing I've had in my whole life. I just can't remember names and numbers. I can't Sometimes associate. It them. shocks me you remember my phone number. 
Well, I don't. I have your I have your contact, so dude. I have your name. I don't know what your number is. I have no idea. <laughs> but that would be number ten. Is it ten? I, was, I mean, I was that's the easiest mm-hmm. guess, but no, I, I, that's a thing with me. I just I can't. I've never been able. Like some oh, people I can't prom- figure out east and west. I can't names and numbers. I just for whatever I reason. Promise you, there are no more jersey number questions. Oh, thank God. So who scored the first goal in team history? Team history? 1985. Oh, my God. 1985. She is a U.S. women's national team legend with a magnificent head of hair. 1985? Yes. Oh, dear Lord. I'm trying to remember who that was on the team. Well, you you know. um... Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't Mia. It's, I'm no. saying Mia Lily. I'm trying to remember the players. Wasn't not Fondy. What the hell was her name? Nope. Uh, uh, f- no. Nope. You're thinking of Julie Foudy. 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 That's incorrect. Okay. No. Nope. Who was it? I... Michelle Akers. Jeez Louise. Magnificent yeah. mini fro. <laughs> All right. So let me see mm-hmm. here. My goal is to get you another one. Just mm-hmm. one more correct. Do. Who scored the latest goal in World Cup history while playing for the U.S. women? The latest? The, the most recent? Oh, no, the latest goal. As in the latest goal in terms of time oh, in the game. Chastain, right? Well, that counts. Nope. Wait, doesn't that nope. count because it was a penalty or no? Nope, the, the time has stopped. Oh, okay. You see uh, what I mean? Wow. That has stopped tricky. at 120 minutes. That's tricky. See, you tricked me. Oh no! This is a famous goal in U.S. soccer history. Yeah, just when it comes to names and stuff. Um, I don't know who scored the latest one. It wasn't well. well Rapino had a late one. The um, Rapino was involved in it. Yeah, she was. She was the assist. It was against uh, France, wasn't it? No, no. Shit, dude! I have no idea. That was Abby, Abby Wombach. Wombach. I just said her name before too. 122nd minute mm-hmm. versus Brazil. Yeah, in 2011. Okay. No, I thought it was the. I thought it was the. the uh, not this last one, the one before. Okay. No, it was the header. She had a wide open header on the back post after Rapino's mm-hmm. 30 or 40 yard cross. Right. And you're going. How does? How do you let out the one back wide open on the back post? Right, right, right. right. With a header, mm-hmm. and you have the you have the infamous Ian Dark call. You know, <laughs> goal, 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 USA goal. Um, because I'll never forget that goal. He's so not just for the the infamy of it for right. being the latest goal ever in World Cup history, but minutes prior, a mm. Brazilian player went down in her box mm-hmm. and had to be stretchered off. And the minute she was stretchered off behind the goal, she mm. hopped off it and jogged to the half line to come back in. Right, 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 right. She was down for four or five minutes, time wasting, acting like she was hurt. Had mm. to be stretchered off. And I was like, this is not how this game is ending. Right. <laughs> so. Mm. If you get more than half of this next one correct, I'll give it to you. All right. Who were the Fab Five of U.S. women's soccer in the 1980s and early 90s? Oh, geez, Louise. The Fab. Just think of the legends. Yeah, okay. Well, some, well I, I would have to include Fowdy in that. Correct. Uh, That's um, one. We talked about, uh, we already mentioned, oh, geez, Louise. Did we do, well, was Lily and... Uh, Correct. Lily's one of them? Okay. Well, me and him. We talked about her, too. Correct. All right. Got two left out there. Jesus. Well, I mean, I'm already giving you credit for it because you've got three out of five. Yeah, it's, okay, but there's there's a couple faces. I said Lily. I said he. I said not. Uh, 
Um, uh, one of them's not a keeper. Uh, None of them are a keeper. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who the hell was that defender? Shit. Uh, uh, that's it. Well, three out of five. That's not bad. Yeah, the one I expected you to miss was Joy Fawcett. Yeah, Jeez. and then the one I expected you to maybe get was Brandy. Oh my God, Chastain. Chastain. Yeah, I just said her name. Didn't I say her name before? <laughs> uh, a couple minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, your second to last regular question: mm-hmm. When did the U.S. women win their first World Cup? Nineteen eighty. Uh, Eighty-eight. Incorrect. Wrong decade. Was it in the 90s? Yes. Shit. I'll give you a hint. It was the first ever Women's World Cup. I thought the first one was in 88. That's what I'm saying. And it's not. I I do not believe it was. I'm pretty sure it was the the first World Cup for women. Okay. Maybe it was a tournament then. So then then I wouldn't know. But I really thought, honestly, I thought it was in 88. You know what? Because I thought it was in Jersey. While we got you on the phone here, Mm -hmm. let's, let's double check this. Just I, I could be wrong. I, I just, I honestly thought that, um, geez, Louise, maybe that was a gold. Maybe that was a, maybe that was the Olympics. Maybe it was the Olympics. Anyway, I don't know. I'm off, the, off, off of the. Yeah. So the first women's World Cup was 91. won by the U.S. women. 92? 19, 1991. Okay. Okay. There's something that there's a, there's an Olympics in there. I think maybe or maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. That was close. Your last regular question. Mm-hmm. What is the lowest? The U.S. women's national team has ever been ranked. Dog, oh, can't be lower than third. Is that what you're locking in? Yes. Incorrect. They've never been lower than second. Really? Yes. See, because you had, you go back about 10 years ago. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, your bonus question that everyone had to endure as well. Mm-hmm. Again, if you get more than half, I'll give it to you correct. All right. Who were the penalty takers? Oh, jeez, Louise. The U.S. women at the 1999 World Cup final. you got to be kidding me. That I don't know. Other than... Legends. I'll just say the name. I'll just say the phrase again. No, I don't. Come on. 80, would you say two... Was that, well, that was... Two. 1999. The infamous shoutout at the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl or the... Uh, All right, we'll Coliseum. go back to the same names, Fowdy. Uh Hold on. Hold on. Let me mm-hmm. see here. Bowdy is not one of the five. Really? That's a start. Correct. No shit. Nineteen. All right. We'll go back through the names again. Uh, 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 Chastain. Uh, Chastain is, of course. Right. She's the last the one. The final one. Right. Um, uh, uh, come on. Ham? Yep. She was the fourth. Uh, You're working your way backwards. Jesus, like I said, I'm just gonna go. We said, we, well, you mentioned uh, what's her name? Uh, gosh, we, we was it Lily? Lily was the third. You're somehow working your way backwards. After that, I'm that's I'm, I'm because I, after that, I don't know. I, I'm so number two was Joy Fawcett. Yeah, for, that's a, the name that we mentioned. I completely forgot about her. Yeah, and number one is a name that has not been mentioned: Carla Overbeck. Yeah, I wouldn't even. They went five for five, uh, and mm-hmm. anyone watching that shootout, yeah. uh, in terms of modern shootouts, would just their eyes would start bleeding with how much the keepers were running up and cheating up on their penalties. Back then, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. cheating up. 
I mean, Brianna Scurry said afterwards, my tactic was to get as close to the shooter as I could right, right, to right. physically intimidate him. Right, right. Today, all of those penalties would have been – neither keeper would have finished. Mm -hmm. They would have been red carded for jumping off their line so often. Right. It's insane to think about that in today's modern lens. I don't know, so, man. I remember, got, I remember like three or four players from from back then. It's, that's that's a little trickier, and there wasn't there wasn't a lot of modern. I'm surprised you didn't mention Hope Solo. She's got to be up there for something. She's a pretty good keeper, man. Most embarrassed. I mean, I we didn't go over a most embarrassing list. Well, for U.S. women's soccer, she's still. I mean, give her, give credit where credit is due. She could play her ass off. Uh, oh yes, but also had one of my most embarrassing moments in U.S. soccer history at the Olympics. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And the penalty shootout in the quarterfinals, I believe, against Sweden, mm -hmm. when for the deciding penalty that she had to save, she requested a fresh pair of gloves <laughs> from the sideline right, right, right. to try to gamesmanship and time waste. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it got scored on anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, I just so want. That's well, that. I just clicked around a little bit to find some of these U.S. Open scores and. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect anything to happen tonight, and nothing happened. <laughs> St. Wow. Louis beat Union Omaha five to one. New England got hey. got one late to beat Hartford. Minnesota beat Detroit. Uh, no surprises, absolutely. Not. I didn't expect any tonight. Yeah. So see where they it goes. Put it on their starters. Right. Well, you got Monterey. The only team that I thought really might have a shot tonight is Monterey Bay. Um, they're playing San Jose, and I really think that they have, of all the games tonight, I thought they'd be the one that might have a shot. So we'll see how that goes. There's got to be a cup set somewhere. Yeah, that's um, yeah. And then, uh, tomorrow's going to be tough. But uh, let's see how we do. I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think it's not going to be a blowout either way. No, I don't think so. It's going to be one of those right. ugh, just struggle games. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird you thing. It's weird this year because like some of these some of these times are ridiculous. I mean. You know, uh, uh, I'm looking at the Indy 11's going up against Columbus in Columbus. They're going to get crushed. Indiana, yeah. And then uh, Memphis is playing Atlanta in Atlanta. They're going to. This is the thing I hate about this tournament, Joey. I want to finish with this, too, because I kind of wanted to mention this. Well, hold on real quick before you launch into to, to this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Vocab word of the week. Diatribe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your, your your category for next week. Yes, man. World Cup. Okay. World Cup. Ooh. That's good. I'm, I'm, all right, now we're going to go to the U.S. Open Cup and what you hate about it. What I hate about it is, the, is the fact that the, the, the lower division team of the two should be the home team, and that's not. Correct. I agree with that a 1,000%. I, it, I, don't I, I don't get this. I don't get this. The team, no. if, you're, if you're looking to, to build some, 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 some interest in your, in your squads that are playing in the upper divisions, no one's going to go. Like tonight, I think, uh, who is it? Uh, 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 Saint, not St. Louis, but there's a, there was a smaller... All right, maybe not. I'm looking at. I'm trying to look at. There was one in here. I thought there was. Oh, there it is. DC United is playing the Richmond Kickers tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Richmond play. What? Who from Richmond is going to go up to Washington D.C. to watch this game, as opposed to, only, you know, only if they want to get shot. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that you. There's. How do you build interest? Without letting the lower division teams be the home team, and, and I'm saying that well, it's, if it's Louisville City again. was playing a lower division team, we go to their house. I wish they would do that, man. Well, it's another it's another difference between us and the rest of the soccer world, R right? And you here's know? and Joey, one of the things one of the best things is watching like my favorite team, Chelsea, in the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, <laughs> having to go to Brentford Town exactly that seats six thousand people. Right. 
Exactly, and that's how you and, and that, a, a, a pitch that was manicured by a guy who does it part time because he's got a day job. Right, he's got a day job as a plumber someplace. You know, you know, and, and that's but the, instead here. The, instead here, our whole hierarchy is set to cater to the almighty three letters. And here's the thing, exactly MLS. Exactly, and the thing is, Joey, these 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 teams with this, these big stadiums, they lose money on these games. Oh yeah, that's the oh, you know yeah. like like St. Louis. How many people are coming up from Omaha? To, to come see St. Louis, maybe you get a little bit of a crowd, but I don't know. Like, you got Charlotte played uh, South Georgia Tormenta tonight. Yeah. How about you move that game to, to, to the stadium for, for Tormenta and let their fans enjoy it while Charlotte it, – it's or, so stupid. You know what? I wish they would do that. Let's go neutral. Screw it. Or, or Let's something. go neutral then. Right. You don't want to give it to the lower side? Let's meet in the middle. Well, the, I, I would, I, I would still prefer. Right, if there was a choice, if I had a choice of three, I would want the lower division team to be to be the home team, but the second choice would be play someplace else. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted well, to rant least, about that for three least, seconds. At least, make it a, <laughs> at least make it a coin flip. Yeah. Don't just automatically give it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like to it. the MLS team who already has right. pretty much every advantage possible. Exactly. So I don't know. Roster, anyway. facilities, investment. Well, TV probably had to well, make ah, ah, not TV not TV <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's, it doesn't it's just yeah. I don't know anyway it's just like the whole US soccer hierarchy is set up to serve the almighty MLS it's so stupid that's what it's always meant to do they love they love cup sets up to a certain amount mm. well, you there, know there were none they love it in the early rounds they loved it they loved it when Eric Winalda took Cal FC on that miracle run, yeah, was it a decade ago at this point? More than that, yeah. And they got scared to death right. that he would take it well, all away. Well, they got scared to death yes, last year. Because <laughs> Sacramento yeah. winning that tournament would have would have been a uh, pretty interesting deal, especially since Sacramento was fighting for an MLS deal, and, and they thought they had one, and they got scrubbed in the 11th hour, man. So, yeah. anyway, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we mentally. have some... We're going to go mentally prepare for this Open Cup game. Yeah, hopefully they give us something to be proud of. Oh, we, we, we could use a good week after the past week. Let's, let's put this one. We could use a great week. Absolutely, man. All right, brother. So, I'm, uh, I I want to thank you again for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Joey Cecil. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Center Forward Podcast is in the books. Episode number 66. I want to thank Joey Cecil once again for his invaluable contribution, and I want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you're enjoying it. If you have any compliments, comments, criticisms, the three C's, I have to remember that. Uh, any ideas, please uh, pass them along. Uh, you're always welcome to come on, too. Uh, we are still setting up the interviews that we've talked about, and we should have them out in the next couple of weeks. That should be pretty cool. As always, we are on Podbean, iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, and share. Share the love. Man, it's always about love, isn't it? I mean, it's all about patience. <laughs> That's really <laughs> trying to exhibit some of my life right now because, you know, the work situation, a little crazy if you follow me on social media. I, I may have a couple jobs lined up or I may have no jobs lined up. I don't know. And I'm really not looking to move to Boulder, Colorado. You know what I mean? But, you know, we'll see what we'll see how it works out. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully find something local and hopefully stick around because this is uh, this is home now. But, man, got to work. <laughs> and hopefully um, things in your life are stable. But it is all about patience because 
Tell you what, you know, sometimes it's hard when you're watching, like you see racing, they take a couple steps forward and they struggled last week. And, you know, we want to see Lucidity be what they've always been and they're doing fine. But even in life, man, it's just, sometimes you just, you got to wait before you can move forward. And it's so hard. Oh, Maron. And you have to have patience with people. <laughs> because I'll tell you, man, we're just surrounded by madness sometimes. And it's it's not easy. It's not easy to be patient when you see so much anger and hate getting thrown around. So ridiculous, man. So that's the point of this. Take a beat, man. <laughs> Before you start throwing that opinion out there about how you hate this one for this reason or you, you hate that one for that reason and whatever. Think before you say anything, please. Words can hurt. And there are people out there that that's what they want to do. They're just so filled with darkness. They just want to hurt people. It's their only way of getting attention. They want to feel relevant, I guess. I don't know. I'm not judging. I'm not saying they're bad people. I feel bad for them. Just got to slow down. Then focus on the things that have been so wonderful in your life. And I guarantee you, you can name something. Even if you're having the worst day ever, <laughs> there's got to be something going on in your life that you love. And I hope you do. If there's nothing, I'll tell you what, I love you. Okay? If no one tells you that today, someone just did. And I mean it. Because you can't fix the world with hate, and you can't fix the world with cable news, and you can't fix the world with laws. You fix the world with kindness and decency. My name is Joseph Valla. I am the host of the Center Forward Podcast. Let's see how the boys do tonight. huh? Let's see how the weekend goes. Man, I hope your life is going well. I love this community. I really do. Will you hang in there? See how it goes tonight. Be safe going up there. I wish you the best. Really do. Love you, man. Take care.